Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I actually give a whole talk about. Treating, treating our work like an athletic event, and when you see it that way, it doesn't mean you don't have fun. And I mean, having a shift drink and hanging with the people you just did battle with should never be taken away. But, but I mean, what's wrong with like calling that out a little bit? It almost feels like our industry is growing up a little bit. And I know it's easy to hold on to like. It's easy to hold on to what was and, and to really glorify it. And, I, and I, I liked the school of hard knocks. I liked how hard life was. I felt like I was doing something not a lot of people could handle. But it doesn't mean it needs to be the norm. And I think that to have that stuff challenged, I don't think is that awful. Happy everybody. Happy Thursday to you. I'm trying to get my level set here and everything. I apologize if I'm coming in hot. Jeffy, am I coming in hot here? Coming in super hot. I mean like super, audio super. audio hot. Uh you don't sound audio hot, no. I, I didn't mean, hear the intro though. Okay. Did you hear, did you play the intro? You didn't oh yeah, it was on. It's playing. Oh. Nice. Yeah, I love so you, it. you can't hear background music right now? Nothing. That's correct. Oh. Well, we have to adjust that then and figure that out. Welcome to Plum Love Foods Live. That's something I can fix here in just a second. Uh, Jeffy, what's going on with you, buddy? Tell, we're, we're without Dan. I think we should probably tell everybody the news about Dan. Yeah, well, he uh, he's traveling the countryside. He's hitchhiking. Uh, he's been uh, jumping freight trains, uh, doing whatever he can just to, you know, experience uh, America. You know, just uh, down and dirty. Um, him and his wife, they took sticks, uh, bandanas, a handful of dried goods, and... Uh, yeah, they went, and uh, we hope to see them again, but we're not sure. Did you say sticks and bandanas? Yeah, old school hobo attire, sir. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so if they're, if they're going to go somewhere, might as well take hobo attire. Uh, you're allowed to say hobo anymore? Is that okay? I don't know. If I'm not sure. A- is that allowed? I think it's allowed. Well, listen, Jeffy, you know, we talk about cuisines all the time, and we wish Dan the best of luck in his uh, trek around the world uh, trying to learn about uh, cuisines all across our country and making fire with sticks and all those things he's doing. Hey, hey shout out to Dan huh, for getting things done. We, hey, we're thinking, here, here's to you, Dan. We're thinking about you, buddy. We're thinking about you. We appreciate hey, you. We love Dan. We do love Dan very, very much. Okay, terrific. I'm going to try to to do some honorary Danalogs in his honor. Uh, We'll see. That might be a little scary. (laughs) A little worrisome. 
a little worrisome. Um, well, listen, so Jeffy, I got to ask you, man, um, what is your favorite type of cuisine in the world? Oh, man, I kind of hate that question, but uh, uh, I love, because I love all food so much, you know what I mean? It's so hard for me to, like, put my finger on one thing. I feel like that's what everybody asks chefs, you know, like, hey, what's your thing? What do you do? You know, like, right. uh, and I, uh, I don't know, I love pizza, and it's not, it's like such a cliche thing for a fan. Okay, kid. terrific. Yeah, exactly. But I, it's, you know, it's my favorite. Nice. Well, the good news is I've got our audio back up, so... Uh, pizza does it? Is it count as a cuisine? I don't know. Does it? All right. Let's. I guess I love Mediterranean. You know, I remember the worst Whoa. pizza. Hey, well, I, ever I guess had. we'll just jump right into a shout to uh, our guest jumping right in there. That's okay. The vagabond chef. About pizza, man. I'm I'm bringing it with some pizza. <laughs> listen, he's not, he's not staying pizza. silent with pizza. Yeah, on the table. He can't help himself. Well, listen, we want to welcome to our show, hanging out with us tonight, uh, Matt Welsh, aka the vagabond chef, uh, a truly Woo! an expert in Appalachian cuisine. There he is. Shout out to the Vagabond Chef. Chef, thanks for joining us. Uh, obviously, the word pizza fired you up, and you had yeah, you couldn't take it anymore. It something in me, yeah. I, and I'll never forget the worst pizza I ever had, and it was fantastic. Oh. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got to elaborate on that. Jeffy's had problems with that. That's his joke, Jeffy. It's a joke. Yeah, you don't get it? I do get it. Even bad pizza it. is better than other it's things. Like I was hoping that there was a really bad pizza that was delicious, though. I want to like. I was like excited. I'm but. just saying that there's no such thing as bad pizza. It it equates it, and I I think this yeah. is a this is a podcast for industry uh, folks, so I can say these things that are less than PC. Uh, it equates it to a sexual act. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, pizza is so that. good; it's almost sex. I agree. Yeah. Well, I do I'm happen to live in Connecticut, the home of uh, American pizza as we know it, and um, that's true. Everyone's always eating Connecticut pizza. I hear that all the time. Uh, it's well, listen, it's it's look it up. It, it's pizza big as we know it came from I'm here. Telling you right now, it's huge in Connecticut. Even even those New Yorkers are actually trying to make Connecticut style pizza. They just call it New York pizza. And, yeah. and I, Matt, if you think I, Chef Neapolitan style pizza, Chef, if you but, think I'm wrong, just Google it. I'm not lying to you. I'll Google it. It's a true story. Frank Pepe. Right. It's amazing. And Jeffy and I fight about this all the time. But... I don't want to go there. He's gotten in front of, like, you know, heads of state and all sorts of stuff and talked about pizza, so he feels like he has more of a say. But it's the heads of state of Connecticut. I kind of remind him that all the time. And it's just like, you know. Connecticut's a really small state, isn't it? Kind of. I mean, like a little blip. It's taking a little offense it, right now. I'm going to tell you right now. I And I... I never thought it was a food destination until we started shooting Restaurant Road Trip. Yeah. And, like, seeing all the places that, like, that are just literally, I mean, they're literally places I would I would travel to with my family to go eat at. They're, like, that good. Like, there's, That's I mean, awesome. It, it's, uh, it's wild. So, I mean, I will give it that. And, so, and the pizza is really good. But the, the thing that they do there is called a beats. Right? No, New Haven-style pizza is a beats. Which is, which is what... We're talking Frank about Frank Pepe style pizza. You're right. You're absolutely original, right. The original pizza that no. they made, they call Abitz, no, which got, is it got spelled Abitz. Which came from a whole. We should get. We got to get dude back on here. Hold Listen. on. Which is spelled a pizza. That's true. Okay. That's it true. Spelled a pizza. <laughs> that part's you true. Gotta say it's Abitz. It's Abitz. And it's from Connecticut, and it's the first one ever, and they did it themselves. Mm-mm. All by it's all in, yeah. Yeah, that's the story. The first pizza delivery was Connecticut. Frank Pepe was a baker, a baker, and he ran a bakery in a very, 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 very industrial city and would deliver pizzas by holding them on his head and riding on a bike. Like Paul Revere. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Did Paul Revere have pizza? The bears are coming, and here's a slice. And, and you guys don't have clothes on. Obviously, we have Skype video going right now. We're going to post some of this later on. Uh, neither one of these gentlemen, uh, very svelte, amazing, beautiful men, are are wearing any clothes right now. Svelte is awesome, often a word that's used to describe me. So yes. <laughs> now when I saw when I saw Chef Jeff with uh, with no shirt on, I said, you know, hey, if this is the way we're going to go, I'm going to go. go with him. Let's go. Jeff Listen, he never man. wears clothes. As soon yeah. as he said there was a camera, I'm like, we got to go savage. All right. We're going savage. You got blue hair. I, what, I can't compete with that. The, uh, the funny thing is, is I didn't have pants on before I sat down. Here we I go. Just put my shirt off. 
Now it's a real party. Jesus. Yeah. Chef, how tall are you now? If I, 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 last time I saw you, I, in my head when I picture the vagabond chef, what'd you say? You're like, how tall are you now? And I'm like, like, like is he just, does he have gargantuanism? Is he going to just yes. like. In my head, I remember the vagabond chef being like nine foot two. I, oh, I do have elephant elephantantism. What is that word? Elephantitis? Of the, of the scrotum. Yeah, I have that. Oh, you know. geez, of course. It's painful when it drags. It, it's, it's horrible. in the water in West Virginia. No, you know, I'm still, I'm still just six three, brother. Yeah, so you're, but you're a big guy. I mean, listen, I've been shrinking. Once I hit like forty four, I started shrinking a little bit. Yeah, I don't think I'm shrinking yet, but I, I do hurt a lot more. Oh yeah, there's lots of things in your body hurt for no reason. Yeah. Do you find yourself day. yet when you drop something instead of picking it up, you ask yourself, how bad do I need that? Absolutely, and 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 I groan the whole way down and back up. <laughs> <laughs> well. I like to say things under my breath, like, son of a bitch. So is Jeffy. That's all he does. Chef, I I try to think of what you do is Appalachian cuisine, right? We we can just call it that at your restaurant, right? Uh, The Vagabond Chef, actually, in West Virginia. Great fucking restaurant. I have yet to go, but your food looks great. And I know that you're a G when it comes to cooking, so I'm sure it's amazing. I can't wait, actually. I think we're going to travel through there. I'm going to stop by. You you better come by, man. And I I will promise to... Show you a really good time, eat, have you eat really good food, and I will get you shit based on moonshine. I have no doubt about that. Yeah, we're in. Jeff, Jeffy's like, let's go. What did we leave? I'm in. I'm uh, super lightweight. I got to warn you. You'll have true. to peel me behind the shed for a little while, but I'll uh, come and rally. I'm a rallier. I come. Right that, see, the rally is actually more important. The rally does not get as much uh, love as it really needs to. When you can puke, exactly. pass out come back and do it again in the same night that's pretty powerful that's, that's, what I'm that's saying. powerful stuff no doubt yeah, about thank it that, you. that's thank called you for a i appreciate that yeah pro move that's what that is well yeah. so matt tell us i don't know give us a couple examples explain this explain appalachian cuisine because it's i don't think it's a cuisine people think about as actually being a cuisine itself like i think it well, kind of gets looped into a southern food I, and i knew you were going to ask me that and I, I don't have a great answer because it's the shit i grew up with um, I grew up eating Appalachian cuisine, and also we have a huge problem in this area of acting as though, well, at least people outside of the area act as though our culture, our history stopped at a certain point. We had the the Blair Mountain uh, Coal War in eighteen seventy something, and and it's like everything stopped then. Like, no, man, we're still we're still making food, we're still making history, we're still doing things. Um, so some of it does reach down to Southern cuisine, but on our new menu that launched this month, I actually looked up into Syracuse to something that uh, is called a Syracuse potato. It was done by Irish immigrants who were working in the salt mines in Syracuse, and they were boiling their new potatoes in the salt brine in the mines where they were working. Uh, and the Appalachian mountains do extend up through uh, West Virginia into New York and, and actually across the, the big pond into the UK. So it's a wow. much larger area. Yeah, back when we were all together. So it's no surprise that, um, you know, British, Scottish, Irish immigrants stopped in uh, this area because it looks like home, mm. you know? So uh, it's been an interesting process of learning about the history the area, the, just, just history. to be more specific, that area, West Virginia, and like the surrounding areas there? Yeah, and like following the mountains all the way down to the south. And uh, I mean, I don't know off the top of my head where Appalachia starts and ends or anything like that. But, you know, it's a large expanse of the eastern part of the United States. Now, does the Appalachia go down to the Blue Ridge or do they go out? Uh, I think like the, they reach western kind of. The Blue Ridge is part of the Appalachian Mountains. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a subdivision. Yeah, that there's yeah. a there's that dope old highway that goes up through all there. You know, like that like the old school one. That's, yeah. that's such a beautiful drive. I rode that man. highway on my motorcycle when I did the uh, Vagabond Chef tour of the country in 2013, and oh. I did it in the fall. Oh and, wow! Uh, there weren't many cars on it, so I did it at like sixty-five miles an hour. It's a forty-five mile per hour road, but yeah. I highly recommend on going sixty-five because it takes a long time. Yeah, yeah, it's a long road, but it's gorgeous. Yeah, it is gorgeous. I like the vitamins. That's so fine. I'm just like lay back, <laughs> roll. Little vitamins. Hey, so would the cuisine be more akin to southern food or like a 
a, like a British take on Southern food? I'm, I'm still trying to kind of pinpoint. I know maybe you don't have it exactly in your brain, but maybe we could figure it out. Well, the best thing I ever heard was from a chef in our state named Tim Urbanic. And Tim is probably 70-something at this, at this point. Fucking fantastic guy. He cut the teeth of our state in, in farm-to-table food. Mm. Um, and he told me one time, sitting on the porch at his farmhouse, that Appalachian food was people making the food that they grew up with with the ingredients that they could forage or grow in Appalachia. Mm. And I've really taken that to heart to the point where I have to accept that certain things I don't like are Appalachian. Like we tend to do at my restaurant, a fast food ripoff every menu um, because fast food like it or not is Appalachian now. Okay. Um, American cheese, which I turn my nose up as a chef is an Appalachian food. Um, just this past menu in the summer uh, I decided to get really uh, aggro with it, and I did a Mountain Dew marinated chicken because fuck you. Yeah, we can Why make not? this good. Uh, and I we marinated our chicken breasts in Mountain Dew, pounded them out. Uh, we did it with a pomegranate barley salad and a Brussels sprout slaw. It was fucking fantastic. It was fancy as hell, and it was Appalachian. But it wasn't Appalachian in the way that anyone is used to thinking about that. And that's kind of my niche and what I'm here to do is to turn shit on its head a little bit. So it's kind of more like a more like techniques more than anything else. Well, it's techniques. It's it's products, ingredients, um, you know, approach. You know, it's a lot of different things. And I think... I think we got to be, you know, in this world where we're, we're, you know, we have the internet and we're all uh, open to a lot of different things. I think it's got to be a little loose, you know, and like, uh, I want to do a mountain miso. And I don't think there's any problem with that. A mountain miso? Yeah. Oh, I like this. Yeah, this is something new, huh? Talk to you about a mountain oh. miso. Well, I'm, I'm looking at working with one of the farms that we did recipes and roadmaps for. Uh, and they are growing mushrooms in old abandoned coal mines. And they grow these lion's mane mushrooms that we featured the show on. Beautiful mushrooms, by the way. Oh, they're fantastic. And I want to use them in a way that really highlights how great they are. And, and... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And I just have been enraptured with this idea of doing like a miso bowl, like a ramen bowl but using the lion's mane mushroom as the focus of the bowl, um, you know, we have immigrants of all sorts and types. So we use these Appalachian ingredients in a more international uh, representation and we make it work. It kind of sounds amazing. I Well, I hope it is at least amazing. I mean, I, I love the idea. I love the idea of like... Uh, how you said it's it's anything you can grow or forage so and and it's also you you're like the the things that are kind of within your permaculture of the area anything that's in like your your terroir or whatever is right. is appalachia wow. and that's kind of what the food is which i think mm-hmm. is really cool i like that i like the idea yeah. that you're, it's like it's 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 kind of like staying hyper local yeah in in a sense in and and cooking in that in that region so it's like it's actually like a regional a regional cuisine well, and we look to a lot of different, you know, European cultures and the the peasant food that they have, 
Um, but also I look back to frontiersmen and Indian cultures and, and what they had here. And I, 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 I'm still looking for good sources for that information. Mm. Uh, I think especially in this day and age, you got to be really careful with that shit. Uh, but one of the things I'm, I'm starting to do, and I did a YouTube video on, was ash cakes. Um, and which are super simple, just adding water to flour and cooking them on coals. Mm-hmm. But that could take the place of our, you know, restaurant ubiquitous pitas. Yeah. You know, and it, it's a simple unleavened bread that you can use to dip things up with and put things on. And, and that's a little bit more regionally appropriate than using something else. Yeah. Hey, what does that sound? So, is, that, is that you, Chef? Or is that you? I don't think it's you, Jeffy. You hear my refrigerator turning on? Yeah. Oh, is that what it is? It must be. Yeah. All right. It might well, be my beer fridge. Sorry. Um, it happens. Well, it's funny because you talk about doing the YouTube videos, man, and it's one of the things that uh, I, I saw you've been doing lately. I think is amazing. I'm going to play one really quick. You, you know, if you're doing the podcast, you can hear it on the video. You'll be able to see it. We'll, we'll put it in here so you can see it. But really well done. Great cast iron pans are the best. What makes them the best? Well, they're practically indestructible for one. These things are handed down generation to generation as family heirlooms. Secondly, they are just as nonstick as a Teflon pan but they'll never lose that seasoning. And if they do, you can just re-season it and you're right back to as good as you started with. You can get them in a multitude of different sizes, even as a pie pan. You can cook with them on top of your stove and in your oven. One of the myths about cast iron is that they distribute heat evenly and iron actually doesn't do that. But what it does do is hold heat really, really well. So if you're gonna try to sear some steaks or cook in your cast iron, just get it screaming hot first. Make sure you're preheated really, really well. I can't mm-hmm. recommend that you try cast iron enough. If you do, let me know what else you'd like to hear about. I would love to do a whole series of videos on cast iron. Tell me what you want to know in the comments below. I mean, such a good video. So well done. Jeff, I don't know if you got a chance to see these yet. but Yeah, uh, I was watching them this morning. Here's what's so cool about it. I love how quick they are. And that's yeah. the world we live in now. It's that quick right. stuff. And I, I, it's very well done. It's well shot. You look fantastic on camera. Um, and, and, and it's just, it's this particular one I love. It's just talking about cast iron and so many people don't, I don't know, I guess there's a lot of, what I've learned in working with PBS and doing the stuff I'm doing lately is that you have to gear towards the home cook as much as us chefs don't want to do that. That's right. what you have to gear to because that's people who watch the content. And mm-hmm. it, a video like this is so great because it's just, it's so simple and it, it's just, it's those questions that maybe people don't have. So, right. These videos are awesome, Chef. What's the story behind them, and and can we see more? Yeah, man, we're posting at least one per week. Uh, I've got a few different playlists on on the YouTube channel, including the the demos. Uh, In the Kitchen on the Road kind of captures more of the recipe development and event kind of thing. And then Recipes and Roadmaps is a very specific project where we went out and spoke with different farms in the state of West Virginia and picked a product that they were producing there. And then I developed a dish around that product. Um, so three different kind of uh, ways to approach that, but just trying to get outside of the brick and mortar of where the restaurant is. Uh, I've been in downtown Wheeling, West Virginia for eight years now, and I love our downtown. I believe in it. But it is, it's tough. It's tough. And I, I found myself doing imagine. all these things. What's that, brother? I said, I can only imagine. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a Rust Belt story of, you know, a fading industry. And, and you know, it, it, it happens all over the, the place. But well, that, the whole region, I mean, it's like, it's, it's really in, in, a, in a tough area, right? I mean, there's a right. lot of industry is, is, uh, has kind of gone away. I mean, I'm, I've only read about it, but I, I, I imagine that it's, it, uh, you know the price point of like what you have to pay for things and what you can charge for things has got to become challenging at times, right? Like there's got to be like like getting things in or like doing you know for in in Virginia itself. Yeah, the biggest thing is that we are only 45 minutes from from Pittsburgh, so we're we're paying Pittsburgh prices for most everything that we get Yinzers. into the restaurant. Uh, now our, our overhead is obviously less. Prices got to come down. They got to come down. Come down. You got to get down. Going down. Got to get down. Going downtown. What are Yin's doing in there? Hey, Yin's going downtown. Yin's Yin's come down on the prices. (laughs) 
but you know, like our overhead might be a little bit lower, but our, our product cost is the same. And, you know, obviously I think we are trying to, to do something that is on par or better than Pittsburgh or Columbus. You know, like I tell my crew all the time, we're not trying to be the best restaurant in Wheeling. We're trying to be the best restaurant in the area. Uh, and after we crush Pittsburgh and Columbus, let's, let's take on, uh, New York city, you know, like we cannot get better enough. I mean, I there's it. some great food in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's a great it city. It really is. Yeah, Pittsburgh is a great city. But yeah. uh, shout out to my homie Jonah. Uh, I had no idea that you were only that 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 far away from there. That that's pretty crazy. I, I'm picturing you like in the woods. Well, we have some woods, uh, but uh, <laughs> we're actually not that far from Pittsburgh. I mean, I'm, I'm also excited to say that I'm I'm great that you guys got a chance to come to my birthday party tonight. Oh yeah! Happy birthday! Sorry, I, yeah. I, didn't well, I mean, we haven't, we haven't blown the candles out in the cake yet, but I don't know. And the cupcakes in front of me look delicious. I know. Ooh. I'm just trying to put this hat on, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Chef, you can wear mine if you want. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I don't know. It's just it's crazy because I think that every place in the world has a cuisine. And by the way, our good brother Chef Dave is chiming in. It says when it comes to Appalachian cuisine, he loves. Trucker stop liver mush and egg sandwich is one of his favorite things to do to eat. Nice. Um, anything that says liver mush sounds terrible to me. It sounds terrible, but in my experience, it's probably pretty awesome. All right. Well, it's like the I, I don't know. I've never had liver mush. I think it probably needs to be marketed better. It is kind of a fucking terrible name. That's a horrible name. That's a horrible it's name. It's like if you named your son like Jeff. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> It's right up there with that. Hey. <laughs> Jefferson, Adeline, Petunia. Um, Parazzi. Johnson, Parazzi. Not Parazzi. That's how I say it. I saw, I saw, Siri, I saw my phone Parazzi. says your name. It actually says, Siri, it says Parazzi. Yeah, man. But that's, she doesn't get it. She doesn't have the soul. Oh, Alexa. <laughs> Alexa doesn't get it. Alexa doesn't, doesn't get, get it. it. Alexa Siri doesn't, doesn't get it. Yeah, you have to have a little, little, little soul. Chef, talk about your background a little bit, man. Just to kind of refresh. Oh, hold on, real quick. If you want to see any of those videos or learn more about the vagabond chef, go anywhere on his social medias. The vagabond chef, the vagabond kitchen. Check him out. Follow him. Drop some stuff in his DMs, like always. Tell him you love him. He'll send you back nudes. It's just how we work things. Yeah, I do have a lot of nudes that are just waiting to be seen. Exactly. Here we go. They're very lonely. No one wants to see them, and I'm just really, really sad about it. You want well, to share? Here them. we go. You're hey, about to get that hey, plum bump. You, you've uh, you've had a son, right? Since last time you were on the show, I have. Yeah, yeah. The last time I was on was uh, 2018. If you can believe that, that, that long Damn. ago. Huh? It's a long time ago. A lot of things have changed since then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We had the you know the fucking pandemic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I fell in love. I had a son. I got unfianced. So, yeah, that changed everything. And, you know, all of us in the industry know how hard it is to balance the work-life thing. And, you know, that's become a major focus and, and it's not easy. No. Uh, I mean, listen, yeah. that's, that's one of the reasons why I went private years ago is that, um, you know, I could have time to be with my wife and be with my kids. And, you know, it's the smartest move I ever made, to be honest with you. But, you know, it does. It gives a little bit better lifestyle. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, I think that's a, one of the great things about the pandemic and where we are now in the culinary industry is we, we're we starting to demand a better quality of life, and we should. And we need to work together to make that happen, and we need to make that viable and something that can, can sustain all of us, you know, through the long haul. Uh, also, while accepting the fact that we're freaks and uh, we really probably shouldn't even exist in modern society. So how does that make sense? That's the truth. <laughs> right? We're the few against the many. I, I, Morbius. We definitely know some freaks, that's for sure. I haven't yeah. watched it yet, Jeff. I know it's on Netflix now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it may be the worst showing of a Marvel movie, but... It's not Marvel, it's Fox. Uh, no, Marvel, there was the Marvel intro to it. Yeah, I know, but it's still Fox. Okay. But it was the Marvel intro. It's not canon to anything Marvel's done. <laughs> the Vulture was in it. Kind of. 
Yeah, and they lost their minds because the scene with him in it makes no sense to anything anyone's done. Except at the end of that Venom. Remember at the end of the Venom when uh, he sees uh, the the Vulture and then they, yeah. they talk about Morbius? Yeah. And, yeah. And Kevin Feige's like, yeah, none of that shit Fox does has anything to do with us. <laughs> Why do you got to hate, man? I want to see shit. Michael Venom Keaton. movies are shit. Morbius is shit. What? I, yeah, like I've shit? not watched Morbius. I'm not even going to bother. I'm not going to waste my time. Yeah. I oh, mean, God. they're doing Madam like Web for some Leto. fucking reason. He's so pretty. Who, Morbius? Jared Leto. Oh, he is a very beautiful man. Oh, yeah. He's, he's hot <laughs> as hell. I'll give him that. <laughs> I'm going to take my shirt off now. Yeah, take it off. Come on. Take it off, Plum. I don't have enough tattoos. Morbius, I can't do that. It feels nice. Um, you want us to draw? We should draw one on you. Just is that one what you should do? Mom or something funny. Well, I brought us here <laughs> to the meditation table to kind of get a little deep. Um, mm. This might be our Jeffy. The more and more I'm doing this, the more I'm seeing these live clips. Might be the show because this is amazing. Oh. Um. Oh yeah. Everybody's getting some of that. Um. Time in with Chef. So how's oh. it been through the pandemic? Did you lose a lot of people? Did you? Are you having trouble hiring people back? What's been the story with uh, uh, staffing for you in West Virginia? Yeah, we, we lost everyone. Um, we're, we are having a hard time hiring people back. So many left the industry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's a whole different world now. But I have to say, um, the pandemic was really a good thing for us. You know, it was like all these times that we've suffered through these moments that that, that were really tough, and at least this time it was, we were all in it together. Yeah. Um, and we did we we made full, uh, we took full advantage of all of the the government, you know, subsidies Good. and help you know helping Good. helping hands that we got. Nothing wrong uh, with that at all. Absolutely, we yeah, should do. Yeah. No, it, it saved the business for sure. You know, and, and it allowed us to move forward. And in a lot of ways, it galvanized what I'm doing as a chef, and it gave me the chance to say, you know what, we're we're not going to get any slower. We're not going to lose anyone else. So let's just do what we do, mm-hmm. and uh, not be so worried about trying to appease people. Uh, and I'd I'd always had a pretty small menu, but it definitely got smaller, and it got a little more, you know, specialized. Mm-hmm. And and I think it was a good thing for the business overall. Um, and and slowly over time, we have developed a good crew, a good team of people who believe in what we're doing, and you know they show up and make it happen. And I'm super thankful for them uh, because I couldn't do it without them. And I am not in and on the line every day. Um, that's not, that's not where I found my time and resources to be the best. Uh, so I'm trying to get out and bring more people in and spread the word about what we're doing and, uh, man, you know, kind of make it happen. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's not as simple as, you know, we're not, in a, we're not in a place that we're just like bombarded with business all the time. So we gotta, we gotta find a reason for people to come in. Yeah, it's interesting, man. I I have a close friend of mine here who, during the pandemic, like business changed, but he like completely embraced this whole takeout thing. And he's a really nice restaurant. He embraced the takeout thing, uh, yeah. and, and told all of his employees, "Listen, I'm going to make you all salary. Right, so everybody's going to make a salary now. Tip money that we get tipped was going to be between everybody, and everybody's going to make a decent living wage, and we're all going to work." And, you know, we close two days a week and we're going to all work. You know, this is our schedule. This is what we do. And we're going to embrace this takeout thing. And we're really going to make it awesome and make people feel happy and feel good about it. And he was, like, giving away bottles of wine with takeout orders and all kinds of crazy stuff. And yeah. um, he, during the pandemic, tripled his business. Wow. And he, he says it's a lot of it's because they embraced the takeout thing. And then he made people at his job, like, feel secure. He's like, everyone yeah, here, yeah. and they all still work there. He's like, you know, I yeah. paid, we're all salary. We all get paid this. You know, and he paid them. Listen, he wasn't paying them millions of dollars, but he paid them okay. And, yeah. you know, and it, they survived, and they survived because of him. 
and still have their job now and it's worked out well and his business is still booming more now than ever like he the pandemic doubled a triple doubled what he was doing he's tripled now what he was doing last year well that's great yeah, yeah. i don't think it's, it's quite that simple for us just because of the market that we're in and, and what we're dealing with <clears throat> um but you know we, we do see that all that support and, and we do kind of try to we try to work with that and, you know, changing up the menu on a quarterly basis and, and changing the seasons. Um, another thing we do that to bring people in is our benefit burger, uh, which, which, which we change monthly. And we uh, we do that to, to bring in monies for local charities and things like that. Um, so I, I think it's important to give people a reason to to support and to realize what they're doing um, where, you know, Maybe in the past, it was just kind of expected to be a given thing. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, so we, we try to be a little bit more engaged now with, with that, and it's working pretty well, you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's just one of those things where it did change the industry a little bit. And what's happened, in, and what, what I'm getting at asking you, did you find out through the pandemic and coming back from it, are people in the industry from you looking for more money or looking for different hours? How has the employee of, a va- of the Vagabond Kitchen changed since pre-pandemic to now? I don't know that our employee or our customer base has changed all that much. Uh, everyone wants what they want and they want it now because that's that's how they've been taught <laughs> that they can have things, you know, like exactly. have, it, have it your way. Like, no, go fuck yourself. Like, you can't have it your way. Uh, we are working really hard to give you something worthwhile and Burger King is not like our market. So, yeah, um, that shit pisses me off. Go have it your way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why would you have it your way? You like, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, listen, you're, you're a great person and you know, you do a lot of good things in your life, but like, you don't know food. You don't know barbecue. This goes with, you know caramelize that or anything else do you, do you get people that come in the restaurant and do the do the thing that they do to us whether it's like a, oh hey you know how i would you know how i make this we we don't actually oh. we have great oh. customers we, we uh by and large the people that come into my place are excited to be there and they are open and receptive to the the experience that we're, we're there to give them um That's awesome. and my employees have been the same where they they're there to to fulfill that mission and to be a part of that. Uh, it's it's really the the biggest struggle is just the the amount of business that we have or don't have. And where we used to do thirteen services a week before the pandemic, now we're doing five. Uh, and it's it's very different. you know we yeah. we're doing dinner Wednesday through Saturday and brunch on Sunday. and we used to do lunch and and dinner every day and it's just it's just a different thing now. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that that's going to change anytime soon. Man, that's interesting. I mean, did you see a lot of I don't know, like friends in the industry near you? Did they not make it through? I, I saw a lot of people not make it through. Um, I saw people make it through like by the skin of their teeth. There were some... GoFundMe campaigns in, in my area f- to keep restaurants alive for different reasons, and uh, it was it was tough, man. It's 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 just it's always a tough area, but all of us going through that made it even harder. Did you find yourself getting closer with any of the restaurants, like trying to help each other out and stuff? Well, no. So the funny thing is, every restaurant that has opened up since I have opened up. We're all best buds. We're all working out. We're all helping each other. But the places that opened up before I opened up, maybe not the biggest fans. Oh, damn. So I just roll with it. You know, it's no big deal. Like, I get it. I'm a threat or whatever. It's fine. Yeah. I guess. That's a terrible way to be. So what's next for the restaurant? Oh, go ahead, Jeffy. Sorry. No, I was just saying, some people just don't like competition. Some people like... Well, people get afraid, you know, they get yeah. scared by things. And, you know, exactly. that's cool, but you got to do what you got to do. No, you know, if, if, if your shit is that poor that you're terrified of what I'm going to do, 
I understand that you're afraid of this. You you're know? six like, four and you're a goddamn champion. That's why they're scared of you. You, you come are a in there, champion. They should be. Scared you got a presence. You're the vagabond chef. You're out here making. You're out here making amazing content as well. It's probably better that you're you're a little slower because you're probably pumping out dope videos now. I'm trying to for sure. And Absolutely. those videos, they really are good, man. Like the whole one of the ones I really liked. That I told you on the phone this afternoon. The tomato pie. What a fucking yeah. great concept, man. Talk us through that a little bit and tell us more about it. Jeff, you ever heard of tomato pie? I've heard of many tomato pies, so I'm excited to hear what this one is. Well, I, I really didn't know about tomato pie, and I was researching. I was like, what can you do with tomatoes? Because we have this recipes and roadmaps project uh, that is actually funded by a grant through the West Virginia Department of Agriculture, mm-hmm. and we appreciate their support. And the whole uh, focus of the grant was to go out to different farms in the state and to pick a product that they do and then we were we wanted to build like a show around it and a dish around it um so we had tomatoes and tomatoes are awesome like fresh fucking tomatoes mm. are one of the most amazing things ever the fucking you know they're like they're like this time peaches. of year just the yeah. best oh my gosh so how do you take that and and elevate it and to make it better mm. you know it's like and I say in the video, like, I don't want to just do a BLT because a BLT is perfection. Mm-hmm. How can you fuck with a BLT? It's hard. Mm-hmm. It is so good. Mm-hmm. And the only mm-hmm. way I could find to really elevate what that tomato was was to make a tomato pie, which includes that mayo aspect, the the bake. We put bacon in ours. We put mm-hmm. basil in ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did some some cheddar cheese. And we make this pie crust that's amazing mm. with all the good things inside of it. And you're like, you know what, man? This is a, this is a home run. You cannot get better than this. Wow. And that was the whole. I love that. That was that was the. So people come in, they eat this, and they're like, I had no idea tomatoes could be this good. I had no mm. idea like it could happen like this. And you get people's attention so that they start thinking about buying local. And, mm. you know, going to local places, you change your minds. You know, you, you rattle their shit a little bit. I love that. I love that. I make that tomato pie as well. There's also a tomato pie from Utica, New York, which is like pizza, but has no cheese on it. And oh, it's nice. like, uh, yeah, the crust is a little different. It's weird. That's why yeah. I was, I was when you talk, because you talked about Syracuse too. I'm from upstate New York. So I like, I nice. know all about those salt potatoes. Um, but uh, that tomato pie, do you make it? How thick is it? Like, is it, is it like, uh, I'm just trying to get a visual so I can get really into it in my I'm going to say it's like two and a half, three inches thick. Oh, yeah. And do yeah. you, do you, uh, do you slice the tomatoes and salt them first or do yes. you, do you skin yes. them or anything? Yes, or? We, oh, we yeah. slice them, salt them, let them dry out, uh, on bar, bar mops. Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love talking about tomatoes because like you said, it's just those simple, mm. when you get delicious tomatoes, like. The simple, the humbleness of it is one of my favorite things. And right. I was just uh, this past weekend at my friend Anthony, who runs a restaurant called Tony D's in New London, Connecticut. And shout uh, out. Right on the air, uh, definitely shout out. And Anthony is the fucking man. Took care, took very good care of us and the family this weekend. Uh, when I have him on the show, actually, he's a straight up like, hey, gabagool. Uh, you know, how's the gabagool? Hey. Nice. But, uh, woke up uh, this morning. <laughs> woke up this morning. Yeah, yeah so uh, he... Uh, <laughs> Fantastic chef. Uh, he's one of those guys that has a restaurant where it looks like it's from, you know, straight from like, you know, an Italian restaurant from the 70s. It's, it's amazing, actually. He does it on purpose. And then everything he does there, chef, he, he does it the right way. Like if there's a juice for the bar, they make it. If I mean, everything nice. is fucking made. Everything. Nice. He has an army in the kitchen. It's crazy. That's awesome. But he does a thing called Tony's Tomatoes. And it's a dish he serves. And it's so simple. And it's these, it comes out and you see it's like this bowl full of tomatoes all like wedged and face down. So it just looks like this beautiful like circle of tomatoes on a plate. And what he does is he takes these tomatoes, he slices them uh, and puts them in a mixture of salt, red wine, vinegar, and garlic, but lets them sit for three and a half hours. And Mm. then he serves them on the plate with a couple slices of mozzarella, a little bit of the juice from the tomatoes and the vinegar together. Yeah. And it's so simple, but brother. The tomatoes are so ripe and so fresh. I mean, I couldn't get enough. It was unbelievable. 
And when he That's came over, best. I was like, Chef, what powdered unicorn horn are you sprinkling on these for you to serve them? Yeah. I can't stop eating them. That's awesome, and that's what it's all about. And I, I feel like that's our job as chefs to champion uh, people who are growing and who are actually making this shit happen. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's not, it's not as simple as ABC, but like we can grab into that and make it happen. And sometimes it's it is, what's that? Yeah, it's our job. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we're like I tell my farmers all the time, like I'm the front man for the band that you're playing rhythm in. You know, like I'm, I, I'm sorry. You really should be at the forefront, but I gotta, yeah, you know, like you're not, and I gotta do what I gotta do. Well, I'm sure Gilby Clark did well for himself when he was in Guns and Roses. Absolutely, he still did. I, well don't, I don't even know who that is. That's that's how bad I don't. I don't. Oh, know who's he was the rhythm guitar player in Guns and Roses? Wasn't that uh, is it the blonde guy? No, that was Duff McKagan. He played bass. Oh, uh, and uh. Axel sang and Slash played lead and. Depending on what era of of Izzy, right? we're talking about, it was Matt. Uh, what's his name? Or Matt, what did Izzy do? What's his name? Izzy Stratton. It was a Matt. Yeah, Izzy Stratton. Yeah, he was the guitar uh, player, right? Was he? Was he anyway. a guitar player? No. I thought I was going to answer you, so I didn't answer you. All right, whatever. Don't tell me. It's fine. I don't even know. <laughs> you're going to get hot about it. <laughs> I'm just teasing. I just, I, you know, I want to know some GNR facts. You guys seem to be spending some knowledge. Izzy Stradlin was a guitar player as well, yes. Uh, okay, thank it, you. It was Izzy Stradlin replaced Gilby Clark in Guns N' Roses. Really? Real name was uh, Jeffrey Dean Isabel, by the way. Really? Yes, sir. These are These are facts that I am... I don't know how you know them. It's what I it's at what some point in time in my life I looked it up, and this is what makes us feel even worse: is that guys like him are sixty years old now, which is right. That is scary. Well, yeah, it's not that weird. I'm forty six, so it's like, yeah. Look at all this gray, dude. Yeah, that's epic gray. Um, how do we get to Guns N' Roses? Anyway, but yeah, it's it's it's. You talked about being the rhythm guitar player, and and, and you're the lead singer for the band. Yeah, well, listen, it's it's just. I, like I said, the tomato thing is just such a cool, like, when they're really good and they're in season, you don't have to do much to them. And I right. used to do, uh, when I was doing caterings in the summertime, Chef, or, you know, about August, September, you know, July, August, September is kind of a tomato season for us. And uh, I would do these uh, BLT bites where I would take sun golds and yeah. I would hollow them out. And I would chop up a bunch of lettuce put it, uh, with, with a little bit of red wine vinegar. Uh, mayonnaise and chopped like bacon. I would powder in the Robocoop, chop it all together, yeah. and spoon it into yeah. the Sun Golds. And that yeah. was my BLT bite we would serve. Stupid. That's fantastic. Fucking people thought it was amazing. I'm like, it's yeah. pretty simple, but it's dope. Right. Well, hey, good food is simple. That's the thing, Should man. Be. Like, <clears throat> it's not our job to, like, you know, puff up everything and, like, make it grandiose. Like, it's it's taking something that's really good. And revealing totally. that to everyone else, everyone that eats it. Um, exactly. It, it shouldn't be that hard. <clears throat> I mean, but then you have some chefs who make it too hard, you know? Oh, sure. Who, who want to overthink it. I'm known to have a 14. <laughs> I'm known to have a 14-step dish here or there. It's true. Oh, my God, Jeffy, you're the best. Jeffy was... Uh... Uh, recently, we did an event with the Boston Beer Company to uh, uh, benefit Jose Andreas's group in Ukraine, and uh, you know we've talked about it. We're proud to say we raised over sixty thousand dollars for them, which is fucking incredible. But uh, Jeffy got to be one of the headliners of that with us. Nice. And uh, you know, many of us have done these events a lot, and we go. And we know, keep it simple. Don't you don't know really where you're really going to cook or what you can get or. What's hard? What's not hard to find? We just want something easily executable. I did a beautiful shrimp, like ceviche style. Mm. It, it was awesome. It was delicious. Uh, Jeff's dish was phenomenal. Tasted amazing. Lots of great flavors. But he went into that shit like he was working at fucking ad hoc or with Thomas Keller. I had 97 steps in somebody's kitchen. He's like, well, you guys don't have a, you don't have any, like, any, 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 Gobu balls I could put in this? What do you mean? You don't have a... No, fucking... I, I had to sous vide something. Hey, do you have a Stop. centrifuge? I gotta clarify this. And they're like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about, Jeff? He's like, I've got one in my kitchen. What do you, well, you guys don't have one? No, Jeffy, we don't have that. <laughs> well, it's true, I'm fancy. 
And then our good brother Dad came along to help everybody out. And uh, he ends up basically just working with Jeff the entire time because Jeff's dish had 900 steps. That's such bullshit. And everybody's helping Jeff make his dish, and all Jeffy's doing is walking around tasting everybody else's stuff. Oh, that's good. I like that. I like that. Jeffy, what step we offer your dish? Uh, you got 14 more to go. That's fucking delicious right there. That's delicious. <laughs> Listen, that's not even true, man. It's kind of true. true. I did make way too many of them. That was the other thing I did. Me and Chef were me and Chef Nick were searing off your beef, and you're walking around like eating a popsicle or like ice cream sandwich, talking about, hey, you guys are doing great. <laughs> that's great. That's fucking great. Yeah. All right. So the, you know what they do, too? They say this. But they're assholes because they're like, Jeffy, we're going to sear these for you. And I'm like, no, I can do it, guys. Just watch it. And they're like, no, 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 no. We, we got, we got <laughs> I can do it, guys. Don't worry. The event's in and, 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, my God. It was not in 20 minutes. You guys are exaggerating. I had time to take a shower. <laughs> yes, because we were searing your meat off. <laughs> hey, you Haters. guys good? I'm going to go take a shower real quick. <laughs> Haters. That's fantastic. Some people um, said it's the greatest dish of the night, but I mean, whatever. Uh, no, they did, they did, they did, absolutely. And then, well, until they had fucking uh, oh, Chef Adam's yeah. fucking dessert. Yeah, the everybody. dessert really beat everyone's ass. It was terrible. We got to do an event and bring so Matt. Chef, uh, you got to come join Dude. us for an event one sometime. Hell, yeah, yeah. all about it. Or do we'll it. come down to you and we'll do a guest chef spot in the restaurant with you. Oh my gosh, that'd be amazing. You got any if hotels I, in West if Virginia? I can get the... What's that? You have any hotels in West Virginia we could stay at? We we got some hotels, right. you know. Now I don't stay, like not like a Holiday Inn. I'll whore myself out. I'll, I'll get you some place to stay. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Well, we should do it. We should come down there and do a dinner, and then do the show live or something. Yeah, that'd be very fucking cool, man. Anytime you bring let's it benefit up. something. What what do you need? Let's let's do something. Let's raise money. Yeah, we'll, we'll find something to help out, man. For yeah. sure. Yeah. You know who I we should bring that. with us too, Jeff? We should bring and? Chef Bun with us. He would love this type of food. Bun Lee? Yeah. Absolutely. Bun Lai? Bun yeah. Lee? Bun Lai. Bun's a good dude. Bun's great. He's, uh, he, he, he just cooked rats. A, a really, Did you see that? Yeah, I know. I saw that. He's all into foraging and eating all of his own food he finds. And he That's looks like cool. an Adonis. He walks around with like a spear and a loincloth. And he's like, greetings, chef. Oh, that's great. I did that for like a year, and then no one would talk to me, so I, I quit doing it. <laughs> dude, yeah. this guy's crazy. He gets like we got really uncomfortable. Yeah. He's got a room in his house to beat up other men to like to, to be manly or something. It's like wild. What? I didn't know that. Yeah, dude, I swear to God, he's like I, I I was like watching one of his lives the other day. He's like sometimes you just gotta get with a man and wrestle him to the ground or some shit, you know. And it's like him and one of his friends like beating each other up and like he's talking about how he wrestled in high school. Look, man. I was like, I love this guy. I'm like, I love this guy. Sometimes you just gotta have sex with a dude. <laughs> Whoa, that's a whole. I don't know. Bit. It's like, dude, it he, happens. Dude, it's all good. He's, so he's eating invasive species, and he recently ate yeah. a shitload of rats. It, he like, caught all the rats, ways. by the way. You ever caught seen a grown man naked? I mean, <laughs> anytime. Yeah, he nice. caught the rats, and then they like they ate them. We got to call Bun because remember on the show he wanted to hang out. Yeah, he definitely wanted to hang out. We just so we don't we got to make time because a lot of people want to hang out. Yeah, no, we got to make time. Uh, and one of the guys I want to hang out with is my good friend, the Vagabond Chef, right here, a.k.a. a Good Ooh. Brother Chef Matt. Now, listen, if you haven't had a chance to go hang out with him or go to West Virginia to go see him, you can check out his YouTube channel. A lot of great content there, hey. Jeffy. Where can we find that? The Vagabond Chef across all of his social media platforms, IG, Facebook, YouTube. The Vagabond Kitchen, the Vagabond Kitchen, W-V. Check him out. Sign him up. Yeah. Go down there. Go to Wheeler. Eat some fucking dope-ass Appalachian food. Learn some to, shit. Definitely trying to go in there and check it out. And that's, there's, there's no doubt about that. Uh, chef, when you do the restaurant, man, like is your entire menu based on this style of food, or do you do some crazy shit in there as well? Pretty much it's based on that style of food, but that, that does lend itself to some crazy shit. We have fun. Uh, I think it's important to to break shit out and and not just do the same thing all the time. It's a little upsetting so, when you talk to us, so you have your back to us, though. Your you like my back? <laughs> no, your back is to us. It's just a little upsetting when you talk to us. Oh. Well, <laughs> uh, well, <Okay. laughs> listen. Uh, are you still? So you and I met doing some work with the uh, Pro Start program. Is where we met. We had a great time that trip to in Providence. You and I hung yes, out a lot. Um, you know, you just find good brothers and people that you, 
you know, you, you just you meld well with, and Chef and I really hit it off. And uh, hell yeah. Uh, have you done any more work with ProStar, and how's that going? Oh yeah, for sure, man. I, I've been a part of ProStar every um, every year. Nationals from state level and national. Yeah, man, good yeah. stuff. Yeah, they haven't asked me back. You've well, you've been missed by me at least. Maybe <laughs> not by anyone else, but by me. They liked me a lot. They wanted me to do a bunch of shit for them for free, I think. And I was like, God. Oh, well, that happens. Yeah. Well, it's ProStart. I mean, they don't have a ton of money, do they? Yeah. No, it's sponsored, it's sponsored by the NRA, so they should have some money. Oh, they should definitely have some money. They got yeah. money. But, like, we had a great time. And for me, the half the fun with that was just talking to these kids about food and just, you know... And Chef, you right. were there with me when we were doing it. You were on the floor, and I was judging dishes. But Jeffy gets right. shit about this. The second that they showed up, Jeff, and those plates had like a sprig of rosemary on it for some fucking reason, I lost my mind. You're yeah. such a hater. Dude, non-functional garnish. Get out of here. Learn to cook first. Non-functional garnish. You can't eat it. It shouldn't be on the plate. What? Right. All right. Jeffy will fight talk... us on this. Yo, I got all sorts of things that you put on plates that you can't eat, but they go on the plate. Like what? I want to talk about it. Shrimp tails. I don't use shrimp tails. Unless if, ah, okay. We've talked about this. But shrimp tails have a place. If you're eating with your hand, that's the, that's the vehicle to put it in your mouth. It makes sense. Now, if you put shrimp in my dish and I'm supposed to eat it with a fork, like shrimp in a pasta and has a tail on it, I lose my mind. Yeah. I put tails yeah. on shrimp if I can eat with no, a fork. That's right. Yep. yep. For sure. God, it bothers me. <laughs> She's but, so upset. A what else you rosemary, got, Jeff? man. The rosemary smells delicious. I don't know why you hate on the rosemary. If it makes sense. Don't put rosemary okay. on my chocolate cake for no fucking reason. That that would bother. Me. So so you're so saying far. you're saying non-functional garnish, but it's not just non-functional. It has to also be inappropriately non-functional. It just needs to make sense. Is all I'm saying. That's it. And if I look at the scorecard right now, it's Chef Plum and Chef Matt two, Jeffy zero. Yeah, I mean, you see the way you see it. That's speak your truth. Um, uh, Dave, Chef Dave chimes in and says, Shet, "Set that shit on fire." It's exactly uh, essence. He calls it nice. Exactly. There you go, a little essence, a essence. little essence of non-functional garnish. Essence. Drop yeah. a patty pan on him. Oh, that's right. There you go. Uh, well, Chef, good times, man. I'm glad to see things are going well for you. How do you feel being a dad, dude? I feel amazing being a dad. Uh, it is the best thing that has ever happened to me. Awesome. And young, also, huh? it's the hardest thing that has ever happened to me. So, trying to make sense of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not easy. Yeah. I have three of them. <laughs> I have two. And we're both trying to figure it out every day. It is a thing. And minor <laughs> teenagers, it's a thing. Yeah. It, it no, he's, he's a super cool guy. And I'm really you glad. Can't say that. that. How old is he? Two? Yeah. Yeah, he's not a super cool guy too. He, no, he's super cool, man. He probably still shits himself. Well, ish. <laughs> and does he put his shoes on when you tell him to put his shoes on, or does he take forever I mean, to do it? I put his shoes yeah, on. Yeah, because only assholes fun. don't put their fucking shoes on when it's time to go. <laughs> it makes everybody. What is that good. about? What? <laughs> well, you keep having fire behind you, Jeffy. What is that? I'm farting. <laughs> oh my god. No, I'm joking. That's not. I don't know what it is, but that's, it looks like it, doesn't it? Oh. It shows up there. <laughs> uh, no, well, congratulations on that, man. Seriously, I'm happy for you. And are you getting married? Because I'm an ordained minister now. Mm. No, yeah, I, I was actually wanted to talk to you about that. I think okay. I think we probably need to make that that happen at some point. I'll do it for you, man. We could do it. We could do it yeah. on, your, on your bike. I could come down and like Jeffy is too, so we could both come yeah. down. He wears the whole like, oh, garb. Yeah, I go by Friar Jeff, but he's a yeah, that sounds really good. <laughs> that sounds really good. Yeah. I wear the brown robe, and I carry a jug and a ham. I carry a ham with me. Uh, Dave says he's not on your team, Jeff. Well, no. Read, read down further. He said he is on my team. That's autocorrect. Yeah, I didn't see that part. I just saw not on your team. Dude. Uh, a well, big well, Chef, it's always great to catch up with you, man. I appreciate you taking yeah. time to hang out with us, dude, and explain a little bit of Appalachian cuisine to us. Appalachian? Appalachian. I can't Appalachian. Appalachian. Appalachian cuisine. Yeah. Dude, Excuse you don't me. even have much of a southern accent. I don't, but it's still Appalachian. Everybody in your videos have southern accents. Do they? Some of them, yeah. 
Not a bad thing. I just hear it. Jeffy gets upset. He doesn't like that shit. Southern accents? Yeah. I just don't like it. Not when they're know-it-all Southern accents. I mean, it literally looks like we're sitting in a classroom right now. <laughs> it's creepy. It's insane. It's flames, uh, but... Chef, what are you drinking right now? I'm curious. Show us. I I am drinking uh, Smooth Ambler Rye. Okay. And Locally made, I'm guessing. Yes. And hams. What is a hams? It's a beer. Excuse me. <laughs> it's a it's beer. Better. Where's it from? Tell us about it. Hams? Hams is from fucking Detroit or some shit. Oh, that's why it's, it's a, a, uh, was a, uh, of it. it's Detroit's a, a terrible it's a, place. It's a union-made beer. It's fucking delicious. And uh, <sighs> Smooth Ambler, Old Scout here. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, so listen, I got to ask you, man. So are we going to get a sidecar on the bike and you and the boy taking the trip when he's a little older? Yeah, that's probably going to happen at some point, yeah. I mean, can any bike hold a sidecar? I think so. Yeah, have you ever, you ever tried to price them out? I'm curious. Are they expensive? I've not tried to price them out, no. All right, well, what he's, I- he's, he's way into all the things, so he's super excited about like kind of experiencing life, and I'm, I'm way into that. I mean, I don't know how much he's really into anything. He's like, he's, he's too... No, trust me, he's in it all, all of it. All right, all right. And, and uh, uh, how, how's the how's the the fiance wife to be feel about that? Uh, she, I think she loves it too. Um, she may have some objections moving forward, but we'll probably deal with those as we have to. Jeffy's yeah. wife has objections to some of the things he does too. I bet he does. I bet she does. Yeah, yeah, she does. Yeah, yeah. that's for sure. Uh, well, I was trying to, was trying to find a price for a motorcycle well. sidecar because I'm curious how much they cost. But I can't find... Oh! Uh, find, looking for a Ural. 1800 That's not so bad. No, it's not that bad. so bad. Couple hey, so bad. dude, fun fact. Hams was first brewed in 1865 in Minnesota. Wow. Well, that is a fun fact. Fuck Detroit. Yeah, that's what I always say. Me too. Unless I'm in Detroit, and then I love that place. Because it's scary as fuck, and you want to be nice to everybody there. Yeah. Under the sea. Hey! Uh, Well, good. Well, Chef, uh, we appreciate you, man. You're awesome. Uh, Glad to hear the restaurant's doing well. Uh, Looking forward to seeing what you do on the line. Always following these videos. You guys got to make sure you follow them on social media. Uh, Jeffy, don't swim away yet. We got to tell everybody (laughs) how to find Chef on social, and uh, we're going to check out these videos. The The I think it's the the Vagabond Chef at Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Vagabond Kitchen on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, the Vagabond Kitchen, WV. Yeah. Reservations required, Chef, or no? Not so much. Come eat. Nice. Come down. Is that tomato pie still on the menu? What's that? Tomato pie still on the menu, or is that special? Uh, that was a thing in, in uh, August, so not so much right now, but we'll bring it back. Sounds good. That's delicious. I can't wait to try it. Chef, anyway. we appreciate you, my friend. Uh, I wish you all the best. Looking forward to seeing you down the road for sure. Uh, always love catching up with you. Don't be a stranger, man. Shoot me a text. Yeah, you bet, brother. Thank you so much for having me out tonight. It was a good time. You're awesome, my friend. We appreciate you. Thanks for joining us. Ladies and gentlemen, the Vagabond Chef, Woo! Chef Matt Welsh. There he is. Woo! There is. Thank you, Chef. We'll see you down the you road. You guys are the best. You the man. Thank you so much yeah, for joining thanks. us. Jeffy, how about that dude? He's all right. Dude, Matt's the man. Matt's a good dude. Love talking to him. Matt really liked, uh, he was a big fan of bourbon. Yeah, rye. Uh, he was drinking that. I want to try that out. And then the hams. I'm definitely driving down to try some hams. It says, Blue Skyline. From the Blue Skyline of Minnesota. First brewed in 1865. Hams. I was like, ooh, I've never had a hams. I've drinking beer my whole life. Never had a hams. You never had hams? Never had a hams. I've had black label beer. I had a beer that just says beer on it. Ooh. Where you know, did you find like that? White... I'd love to have some of that. I don't know. It was like a no frills brand. I think I had it at Pathmark when I was a little kid, and then I just stole one. <laughs> steal it. Come on, Jeffy. We are trying to encourage people to steal. No, from my parents. Dude, I was a kid. I stole from my parents. Beer from my parents. All right. Well, big shout out to Chef Matt, a.k.a. the Vagabond Chef Matt Welch, for joining us. We appreciate him coming out here and hanging out. 
Uh, we're gonna put one down for the vagabond chef. Oh dear. Oh hell yeah! What? Hell yeah! What? Hell yeah! What? Uh, but yeah, we appreciate him hanging out, man. Appalachian food, sound, Appalachian food, sounds kind of awesome, Jeffy. Dude, it sounds really awesome. I love that it's regional. I love that it's super local. Uh, you know, I love foraging and any of that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I would love to just get down and dirty with them and just like hang out and like see the what what it has to offer. Because I'm sure there's like some really cool shit down there that people aren't doing that he is. So, I, I would love to check it out. No doubt about it. So, we're gonna get together with him hopefully, hopefully within the future. Well, we appreciate you guys. Uh, I haven't heard anything from Chef Dan. I'm hoping he's I, okay. I don't. The uh, the last picture I got from him, uh, he was on the back of a train. He was passing windmills. Wow. Uh, he was passing all sorts of camping uh, sites and things. So he's definitely in the deep backwoods of this uh, Americana country here. He might have even passed through Appalachia. I'm not sure. Incredible. It's pretty incredible. Well, listen. Pretty we appreciate incredible. you guys for jo- appreciate you guys joining us. We won't have a dive bar tonight because I won't do it without Dan. That's his show, not mine, not Jeffy's. Uh, but we appreciate you guys for joining us. Shout out to Chef Matt, aka the Ooh. Vagabond Chef, Chef Matt Welch, for joining us. We appreciate him, uh, Jeffy. I appreciate you with no clothes. Thank you. I, well, you know, I'm wearing boxers for all the people at home. Don't you live with somebody else in the city, like a roommate? He's the dude. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. You don't think he cares and wants to see you walk around in your boxers, bro? I live in I live in like a locker room. I didn't really ever go in a locker room. I bet you didn't. You were the theater kid. I was, and when they told me I had to take gym class in ninth and tenth grade, I was like, I'm not doing that, dude. You guys can't make me change clothes in front of people. I, that was my favorite part. I didn't even I didn't like participating in gym. I just like the shower with everybody. I would just like the group shower scene is really my favorite. What is wrong with you? Dude, it's just like it's very cool. It's very communal, you know? It's like if, you know, it's like you never had a spot in your back that was left dirty. You could always have somebody scratch it. Like What kind of showers did you have? It was like a big it was like a like a it's like a room with like eight shower heads. And you had to go in like just a, a room with a bunch of other men. Actually, they were boys. We were all boys. It was weird. Bro, I don't even know what to say about that. Dude, real talk. And then teachers would come in and shower sometimes. Nope. And like, That's yeah, why you dude. live in a weird place, Jeffy. Dude, I don't know. Was I molested? I'm not sure. Tune in next week. Plum Love Blue Slide. <laughs> we'll find out for sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, shout out to Chef, uh, the Vagabond Chef for joining us. Shout out to Jeffy. We appreciate you guys all for listening. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. And we'll see you next week, guys. Remember, food is one of the most important things we have in life. Everything important in life revolves around food. Let's make sure we give it the time it deserves. See you next week. Peace. From the tower of power, too sweet to be sour, I'm funky like a monkey. Sky's the limit and space is the place. Thank you for listening to Plum Love Foods Live. See you next week, good brothers and sisters.